I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Thursday, and I'm joined by Sarah Haynes. This is Behind the Table. All right, it is 2024. We are back. We are kicking things off in a great way. We had Alyssa here. We had Joy here. Like She's here every Wednesday, and it's Thursday. Uh, Thursday. Oh, it's uh Sarah. Hey, Sarah. And then no one else was available, so we got Sarah. Well, you know, Joy, everyone knows. If you listen to the podcast on Wednesdays, we got Joy. On Fridays, we got Anna. And, you know, if we don't have anybody, we get Sarah. And it's great. We're always happy to have you. Guys, how long is this joke going to last? He's going to run this until... Listen, America loves you. I'm reading the the reviews. I wish Brian loved me. Oh, (laughs) you know I do. You know I do. All right, so tell us about your holiday break. Okay, we had uh, an amazing holiday. First, I got to go to Florida to see my parents without the kids or husband, and it was a lot of quality time. I can't miss a Hanes Christmas. I came back for the holiday, and then we were leaving for the Bahamas. We had a, a, a couple things happen along the way. So on Christmas Eve, we're leaving our friend's house, and Max kept telling me something was wrong with Caleb, but I thought she, he meant she, he was tired. We walked to the front stairs, and Caleb projectile vomits down the driveway. And then... <laughs> Like Sorry. most couples, I think Max got mad at me. He goes, I told you he was out of it. And I said, I thought you meant tired. Like, you know, <laughs> so we go home and cheerfully while ignoring each other, change into our matching pajamas. And then someone crawls in in the middle of the night. And I said, Caleb, you can't sleep with us. Get out. And he goes, I just threw up, Mama. And he like curled into oh. me. And he was normally he lays still. He was all over there. Like he was his feet were at our head and we had no sleep on Christmas. And I wake up and I go in and he had thrown up in his bed. So I'm changing sheets and doing it before we let the kids go down. But now, fast forward, everything's fine for a couple days. We leave for the Bahamas the first night. Everything went wrong. We walked down to the pool and the restaurants had closed and Caleb's crying. He wants food and the kids are ever The pool closes. There's no alcohol. It's just like one thing after the next. We go to have a nice dinner. We're all dressed up. Max is like, this is so nice. We sit down on these couches. Caleb projectile vomits all over the waitress. And Brian, literally, oh my gosh. the divorce that happens every time chaos hits. Like, we looked at each other, and Max like, what do we do? I was like, I don't know what we do. He's like, do we keep the food? And Caleb's like, shushy. I went, shushy. And I'm like, do we what? And the waitress goes, this is a lot. Do you want me to bring you a few napkins? <laughs> and she's and covered like, in projectile yeah. vomit. Yeah, it was. So I walked through the whole casino with a dress that was a long dress to start with now up at my waist because you could see the stain down my leg. That's hysterical. Holding my bag while my child who there was no wasting napkins on him. We just wanted to get out of there. It's an eating establishment. And he just recycled food. So we like walk out. I have to take all three kids by myself. And I go, Max, if you come upstairs without alcohol, you're not coming in. Cause I had been trying to get a drink all day. He goes, sir, I don't think the restaurant's good. I go, Max, if you come upstairs without alcohol, you're not coming in. He literally saved the night. Everything was fine. We all went to bed. And then the next day, Max wakes up and has a stomach bug. <laughs> this sounds like one of the skits we did in Bahamar. We just like Sarah's night out and projectile oh, vomiting every five but seconds. But I did the big slide. Oh, good. But um, oh, so that's crazy. The one I, that Sunny locked you into? No, the the um the big light long white one. Oh, the one the that scary one. Down. Remember yes. when we left and I said I'm a little bummed because yes. I was scared to do it and yes. I didn't do it. I do. I said to Max, the kids are all crying because again, three days, two were a little um, overcast, and mm-hmm. Max was under the weather. So I had one day of like trying to keep three kids alive in water, which took you know a little mm-hmm. bit. 
Sorry, I really want you to see this. And yeah. then you know, um, it's an audio podcast. Right? No, I know, but okay. I want you to see it. Um, Sarah's thumbing through her phone as we speak, <laughs> as yeah. if anyone else can see it. So um, I said, Max, I need to do this for me. He goes right now, and I was like, How many times do we come back here? I need to do it. Yeah. He goes, Okay, babe, go ahead. One kid's crying, the other one's cold. They'd eaten ice cream. It was down the front of them. I was so proud though to have done it because it was one of those fear things. Right? No, for sure. So. There, you look great. I'm watching this. This is hysterical. And you, congratulations that you did this. We should post it on social so people can see. Um, I have two similar stories from this. So I went to the Bahamas on my uh, honeymoon. and Wait, okay. Years ago. But Not no, Bahamar. Atlantis. I was at Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they have a, a similar type of scary of a scary I think it's the slide. same slide. Yeah, it goes yeah. straight down. It goes through like a shark tank or something. Oh, I wish mine did. It was cool. And so I went I went down at, at my wife's prodding, my, my uh, newlywed wife, and she says that I screamed so loud <laughs> that the people that worked from like miles away were cracking up laughing. Like they hear people go down this all day long, but apparently I my <laughs> scream of terror was so loud that it got the attention of everyone working at the hotel. Um, so I wish she, I could ask, act surprised at that. No, but. she loves to tell that story. And then the other story, the projectile story, I have to tell this. Oh I was so uncomfortable. I was uh, lucky enough to take my kids to London uh, last year, and we were in a very fancy and proper <gasps> store. You remember the story? <laughs> we're in a very proper, fancy uh, department store in, in London, and my uh, then, I guess, eight-year-old was with me, and we went up, and they were giving away samples of tea. And... She doesn't usually try different things, but she wanted to try a peppermint tea. And I guess she wasn't prepared for it to be hot, or I guess she wasn't prepared for it to be strong. <laughs> she took a swig and then did a spit take all over basically Mary Poppins. There was this very prim and proper British woman who had served the tea, who just got a complete face full of hot steaming tea. <laughs> to her credit, did not react anywhere other than, oh, oh dear. <laughs> And by the way, that's her flipping out. She was out. scalding. I mean, she was scalded by she my daughter. Second degree burns in it. Yeah, I felt like I had. I bought all the tea in the store. I had no choice at that point. I had to buy all the tea she had, and then we backed out of the, the store. But well, this is being a, a parent. The side story of being a parent, though, is we got them these couches. Do you remember Katsuya, the restaurant? Yeah. So we're on those couches, and I was like, "This." I mean, we were literally having a moment where, at the end of this travel day, we're yeah. like, "This is just." amazing and Caleb's laying against me once that happens though both kids jump up and at that point you want everything to calm down so no one notices because someone just threw up right my kids are like oh mom uh, I'm gonna throw up I'm gonna throw up and one runs that way one runs this way and I was like good job so yeah. like I am like looking at them like it was and then this one family which is also hard to look at is all looking at me like oh my god yeah I mean did somebody just throw up well we're so, we're so <laughs> and it was sunny no yeah uh, you know, and we're so lucky to be able to take our kids places like this. And like yes, when I was a kid, yes. I was projectile vomiting at, in Amish country. And it was, you know, this is part of it. This is part of being a parent. Yeah. Part of yep. what you get to do. But, but it feels a little less bad when you're at the holiday. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. No shade. Agreed. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about the show because yeah. we had a great show. We had a great shows this week. I feel like we're fun. really you said starting. After Mondays, you were like, "This was so fun." I forgot. Mondays was... was really fun, and not we... Mondays, Tuesday. Sorry, we sorry. Tuesdays was really fun, and then uh, Chris Christie Wednesday was terrific. I thought that was an amazing. We could have uh... gone for all week with him. I think we did, but um, <laughs> then today we had Kate Hudson on, and um, she's lovely. She's terrific, and she talked about how she's raising her kids to be free and wild. Maybe not as wild as yours. Yeah. But she's trying to teach them to just enjoy being a kid instead of pressuring them to be perfect. Do you relate to that? Well, the part that got me is Summer. The producer was telling me, yeah, she just doesn't want to like pass along any hangups. And I was like, oh, are we supposed to try to do 
<laughs> because <laughs> my kids know I'm petrified of public bathrooms because I have nightmares about them. Yeah. So I will tell them and scream all the way through, don't touch anything. I'm holding your hands. I don't even start at zero to 60. I start at 60. And I'm like, you will pee in the ho-. Like, we will do this. We will not touch. I have definitely passed on because anytime we go near a bathroom, don't worry, mom, I held it so I don't have to go. And I'm like, my child's going to get a UTI. Like, why are we? <laughs> because I, I've handed off every obsessive thing I do and I don't want to be this way. But I, I'm definitely not capable of parenting at wild kids. First of all, I'd like to go one episode without having to edit out one of you talking about a UTI. We'll move on. From no, no, the- it's hysterical. But I, I can actually relate to this, too, because my wife constantly because I've, I've i don't know if it's nerves or whatever else always make sure that like you know if, if we're intermission at a broadway show she runs to the That's bathroom smart if, planning, if yeah. we're getting in the car right before we leave she goes and i think it's like i, I don't understand it at all but she has passed this on to my daughter who yep. now is terrified anytime she sees a bathroom oh i gotta go but you yep. just went three seconds ago uh, just in case it, it, it's a thing it's really annoying and this is what mother well, daniel tiger teaches you uh to go before you leave the house. Mm-hmm. And so we tell our kids, you're going to go before you leave the house. We were driving and like normal, Sandra said, I'm not, uh, I now have to go. And I was like, but you missed your opportunity. We said you had to go. And she's like, I really have to go. My option was a gas station bathroom. Do you know what I did in suburban New Jersey? I pulled over and let her squat on the side of the road because I was not going into a bathroom. I would rather squat in front of 100 people that go into a public, dirty restroom. Yeah, my wife's the same way. All right. So, I mean, do you feel like, I mean, you're you're like the opposite of a tiger mom, really, I would say. Yeah, I am so not a tiger mom. I think the goal is not finding, you know, I once read somewhere about the goal is not to make when you say, I just want my kids to be happy. Even saying that out loud over and over and over gives them the expectation that happy is the goal. Be happy, damn it. Yes. Like and but what I realize is that you're actually trying to arm them to be okay with all the feelings. So you're not running away from everything your whole life, which mm-hmm. most of our generation is. So I am big on I want them to be do find things that make them happy. Hobbies, activities, jobs, careers, if they go to school or don't go to school. I'm also of the school thought. I don't know if everyone's cut out for college. I'm like, we'll see. They have to be kind and hardworking. Those are my only two things that I will beat my children into if I have to. Kind, hardworking, kind, hardworking. That's it. My kids are going to college. Um, (laughs) But I respect it. I barely known mine, so we're going to leave that open for now. Oh, God, I loved college. Um, All right, so. I did not. You did not love college? College was brutal for me. Really? I, I, everyone has their best college memories. I look at it as I feel like someone was making taffy. It has a really sweet outcome and you get to graduate and all that. The whole process to me was growing, building, testing, figuring out who I was, being away from my parents, being very different from my parents and not quite knowing that until I was away from them. Cutting the umbilical cord, like all the things. I went from Newton, Iowa to Smith College. Right. Like you could not have a bigger pivot. <laughs> And so, and the level of academics, I'm not someone that like just doesn't try and gets all good grades. I work to get in, I work to stay in, I work to graduate. So I was always doing something and I was a two season athlete. See, college for me was the first time I felt like myself, actually. It's very interesting. When I look back, I feel like I completely reinvented myself in college in a positive way and made friends for the first time that were interested in the things that I was interested in. And That's great. yeah, and, and they're still lifelong friends now. That was the best four years I ever had until uh, I met my wife and family of course and started working here of course yeah um no but (laughs) it's been all downhill since no but i absolutely adored college i don't think i knew had those feelings of what you're saying i hated high school so that's probably the difference i didn't hate high school but i didn't love high school i don't know if anyone well no obviously yeah Yeah. 
Um, Al Bundy did. But mm-hmm. beyond that, I think that my 30s was where I felt what you're describing in college. It took me a long time to undo the world's programming of me. No, oh, that's really interesting. Um, so interesting. We're going to move right on. Yeah, we are. <laughs> No, let's spend more about undoing your programming. Tell us more, Sarah. No, I have nothing left, but I loved you. Didn't even pause, look up. There was no sympathy in your eyes. It was just, okay, just bye. cold, dead eyes. <laughs> well, there's no cameras in here. Um, <laughs> so it's fine. We'll be right back. Today's podcast is brought to you by Shopify. Ready to make the smartest choice for your business? Say hello to Shopify, the global commerce platform that makes selling a breeze. Whether you're starting your online shop, opening your first physical store, or hitting a million orders, Shopify is your growth partner. Sell everywhere with Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. Turn browsers into buyers with Shopify's best converting checkout, 36% better than other platforms. Effortlessly sell more with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Did you know Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S.? and supports global brands like Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen? Join millions of successful entrepreneurs across 175 countries backed by Shopify's extensive support and help resources. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Start your success story today. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com view. Put it all in lowercase. Go to shopify.com view now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash view. This is Sunny Hostin. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com view. Just go to Indeed.com view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Uh, We asked Kate Hudson about her brother and sibling relationships. Oh, yeah. 
She said those relationships can be the most complicated and the most rewarding. Yeah. You're very close to your brother. Do you agree with that? Well, and I have two sisters, too. It's uh, it's complicated all the time, but like one of the most worthwhile friendships, because I think the family you choose often is more like you and symbiotic mm-hmm. from your life partners to the best friends. The people you run around with are so much more like me than my siblings. And yet there's nothing I wouldn't do for my siblings. Like, it, And yet sure. it, even Max, when he goes near my family, he's like, you guys like every family, have dysfunction. You There are times you're picking, and and yet you guys can't wait till the next time you're all going to be together. He's like, it's really weird to watch. And I was like, you wouldn't get it unless you had a big family. Like, it just is the way it is. But I, what I loved about what she said is, I wish I worked with one of my siblings because to have, she said, that time together made us more aware of each other's day-to-day lives in a way I didn't realize we weren't until we had it. Hmm. And I don't get to know, I try texting my, one, they're crap texters. Like my brother might text back next month. Susan, my sister also might text back next month. Kathy's the only shot I have. And so knowing like what was up today, I'll send them a little, like, I hope you have a great day. I love you. You're my sister specifically. You're so strong and all this stuff. And like five days later, I'll get maybe like a, and that's passive aggressive. I learned oh, wow. that on our show. Just uh, again, for the oh, audio sorry, listeners up. at home, she's holding her okay, thumb Brian, up. Okay, Brian, you know what? <laughs> I mean, it's just figure out the medium. I know. But it's fine. The, uh, I, have, I have one sister who I'm very close with, um, but I can push her buttons and I, there's something yeah, built. Yeah, you know them. There's something in me that just does it all the time. We end up, we live close to our folks and we have like a Sunday dinner and I just hit the buttons to make her mad at me and I can't stop myself. I don't know what's There's something fun about trolling. Like I troll my co-hosts and my colleagues mm-hmm. like a sibling. That part's fun though because I actually... I typically am going for a laugh. So I would say my sister Susan is more like you. Mm-hmm. My sister Susan, the one right above me, wants to poke for a reaction, and she's really open to whatever that reaction is. I poke because I want you to laugh. Okay. I want you to feel loved and the attention of me spending so much. One day when I was here the first time on this show, I spent a whole morning not prepping for Hot Topics, full disclosure. I wanted Joy to freak out about going in the sound booth because someone said she gets claustrophobic. Oh, the wind booth. The wind booth, yeah. yeah. Sorry, wind booth. So I called her and like made the operator do an outside line. And then I did, I said, you know, this is, I'm from props. I just wanted to let you know that wind booth, the door gets stuck. And sometimes it can feel a little warm in there. She flipped out, didn't know this, came to Brian. And I had spent the whole morning figuring out how to deliver the perfect call. I was not expecting the anger I got. Um, at the wind, wind booth, not me. And then I felt a little guilty reminding yeah. myself what my parents would say. Like, you have a job. Plus, like, what are you, you doing a, to me? Well, <laughs> Brian was harder. the least of my concerns, but it was so much fun because she panicked and would not go. And then she's screaming in the hallway. And I thought, wow, I read this wrong. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that reaction. I love to poke the bear. I never poked that bear. <laughs> oh, I, I, I like poked and poked. And that bear was not hibernating. I was not ready for what I got. No, because once you you, would, up, you can't bring her back down yeah, for a while. Yeah, you had to change it's, everything for yes. that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, no I just no. wanted a little giggle. Yeah, well, thanks for that. <laughs> I overshot. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, so you're looking for a reaction. Then so to, I'm just looking. Uh, yeah. I love sibling dynamics. And if you can be that way with people, if you're passive aggressive or sarcastic, to me, that's different. If you're. Now you're looking at me. I'm a little passive aggressive. Or we're in a podcast. I'm staring at Brian to let him know Mm -hmm. just to make sure we handle this medium properly. Um, But I'm doing it so someone always feels that someone loves them enough, like that they're. Did you just roll your eyes? (laughs) I'm just having fun with the medium. He 
Continue. He just rolled his eyes like a four-year-old. Continue. Okay. So my point is, I love having siblings. They are complicated, and I still would choose them every day. Are you competitive? No, my sister is, though. I again, I just wanted people to laugh. Like I just wanted to be I was the peacekeeping third child. I wanted us all to be together. I wanted everyone to be getting along. But my sister Susan had to win at everything. Yeah, I'm like that. I imagine. I'm a little bit like that. And my my uh my sister has her doctorate and so she's Dr. Allie. Oh. And uh that drives me a little nuts and she knows that. So she won that one. I could see you making her call you by some formal title as an executive I'd producer. I really like to get a People uh, in my business say well, executive know, producer Emmy Teta award winner, when we talk. Brian Teta, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I would very much like to uh, get an honorary doctorate so I can just stick that at the front. Yeah, and, but then we all yeah. know it was honorary. Yeah, so that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm still doctor. Mm, it's fine. Are you? Though? Yeah. Well, if you, someone you, has a heart attack, you're going to still need to call 911. Well, she's a psychologist. Name the movie. You're still Name, the need movie. To do that. Name the movie. Um, oh, you is it Hangover? No. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Oh, my God. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Thank we're, you. We're together. Look at that. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk before we go about tomorrow's show because we have Gypsy Rose here. Oh, Gypsy Rose. People are very. Um, interested in this story. I mean, it's obviously uh, serious. Uh, Tell me what you know about it. So I'm two episodes in Mm -hmm. and binging these, I think there's five or six. The documentary. The documentary, sorry. Um, I knew of the story when it came out and it always wrenched my heart, but seeing this has like taken it to a whole new level. That, like a life, you you worry about regret and wasted time. This, This woman literally says, and this is the part that almost brought me I mean, to tears was the most free she'd ever felt was her first day in prison. Wow. And she said it was the first time she felt free of her mom. And to know that that's where she was mentally gave it, it tells you almost everything you need to know. The color added to that story and all that she was put through. She That was a slow torture of a child. Yeah. So, I mean, for those who don't know, this is Gypsy Rose Blanchard, who um, was uh, convicted of uh, conspiring to murder her mother. Um, and she's out of prison. She's coming on the show tomorrow and we're going to talk to her. And she was a victim of, of Munchausen by by proxy. proxy. Yeah. Yeah. Severe abuse. Um, so it's interesting. So you're, you find yourself sympathetic to her? Oh, I'm full blown sympathetic to her. Mm -hmm. A hundred percent. You put someone through that kind of trauma and terror and torture and abuse, you name it. This went on her whole life from infancy until this happened. She was in her 20s. Which means she had been imprisoned for that entire time. Right. The verbal abuse, the physical abuse, the sexual abuse, yeah. all these things, I cannot imagine the response of what that takes. So I don't really have any, I am all in her corner on how I see this story and the damage that was done. All right, well, I'm very interested to hear from her, and I think the audience will uh, be interested too. So that's great. Um, you know, there was a, a there was a topic today we didn't get to do. It was a Refinery29 article called The Problem with Low-Maintenance Friendships. I love low-maintenance. Are you a low-maintenance friend? Uh, yeah. Well, except to Max, but other than that, <laughs> I'm low-maintenance for everyone else. Yeah. And I want low-maintenance because life is high-maintenance. I yeah. don't need that invited into my inner circle. You know, you were talking about your, your sister not texting back right away and things like that you kind of do that too i mean like no i think it runs in our family yeah like i'll i'll throw something out to you and it'll be a couple days or no response well typically if you write me the ones i don't ignore but like when you send me a meme like merry christmas Mm -hmm. that's harder for me to reply to than a message you could just write merry christmas back i could or ditto yeah yeah, that, that I dropped that ball. But remember, my child was projectile vomiting. Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, next so, time I'll write like a like a four 
page sonnet about my feelings of you as a host. I want to see, your, I wanna see, you you, I wanna see your feelings. The maintenance I expect from you is typed letters. You don't like my bitmoji of no, me hanging I know out of a chimney? No, because you sent that bitmoji to everyone. Even yeah. if you're cutting and pasting a written message, it feels a little more personal. Oh, geez. See how low maintenance I am? Okay. Dearest Sarah, I, I miss working with you. I hope you're having a wonderful holiday. And I look sorry forward. about the projectile sorry vomiting. The, well, I didn't even know about it until today. You I didn't have time that. to write. I was I, wiping I up babies and kids, and yeah, my son, my husband was dying because when he gets sick, it's like next stop is the hospital. You oh, know, man like, flu. Yeah, it was something. Mm, yeah. But I had to talk him out of that room to say, please just come and keep your eyes on one life to keep them alive near water because I couldn't do it by myself, and I did. For Sounds like a, like a lovely holiday. <sighs> That's why I didn't <laughs> reply with Merry Christmas. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Love having you here. Until next time when you can't book someone else. <laughs> hey, good news, guys. Tomorrow Anna is here, which is great. Tomorrow Anna will be joining me fresh from her birthday show, which is exciting. I love the birthday show. And uh, well, you, you enjoy a birthday show, don't you? I love birthdays. We got a lot of stuff going on. Thank you for listening. Folks, I don't, you know, I ask for reviews every day. Maybe you don't need to review this one. Ow! <laughs> Visual medium. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.